This episode of the Best Seats Podcast is brought to you by, well, you. To learn how you can support the show, go to thebestseats.com slash Patreon. Once there, you'll learn how you can get early access to shows, ad-free listening, the ability to submit questions, comments, concerns, and more. Once again, that's thebestseats.com slash Patreon. But enough of that. On to the show. What's up, everybody? Hello and welcome to the first ever episode 68 of the Best Seats Podcast, the only podcast bringing you interviews with some of the most talented people in and around the hospitality community from Southern California, right here in Orange County, where we record the show, the rest of it, and beyond each and every episode. And don't worry, before we even get into the rest of the intro, this is back to a normal episode. I hope you enjoyed the funsy one that was just for Halloween, but no, we are back. And as always, I am your host, Croft McCarthy, founder of The Best Seats. Thank you, as always, to my friend, Allie Coyle, who provides the music for the show. Happy belated birthday about the time I'm recording this. Also, to Allie, you can find her work at AllieCoyleMusic.com. Now, as a reminder, if you enjoy the show, please be sure to leave a rating and or a review, share it on social media, do whatever you can. It helps other folks discover it as well. Don't forget, you can go to thebestseats.com for more content just like this. And as always, if you support and patreon.com forward slash thebestseats, you can get early ad-free access, the ability to submit questions, comments, concerns, access to the other shows, pieces of content, exclusive deals, and more. But more of that later. I am super excited for this episode. Um, Again, the Halloween one was fun, but it's back to the normal rise and grind, talking about the people that bust their tail each and every day to make Orange County, the rest of Southern California, and beyond a delicious and really fun place to be. That is why I'm super excited today to... This is kind of a melding of two worlds. And what I mean by that is we're going to talk about a very, very established restaurant, and in my opinion, a very, very important place but we're going to be talking with somebody who is now leading the bar program there has only been doing it for a handful of months and speaking as his time in the industry as a whole hasn't really been in it that long. And yet he's super talented. And that person I'm talking about is Josh Davey of the blind pig in Rancho Santa Margarita. Now, before we get to Josh, the blind pig has been around a number of years. This is by no way, shape or form going to do justice to the restaurant itself. Um, This episode is specifically about Josh, his time there and kind of what the blind pig means to him and his view on it in the community. But the blind pig, for those that don't know, has been around for many, many years now. It's been over in Rancho Santa Margarita. They have a sister restaurant over in Yorba Linda. They also own the Trout Sandwich Shop. Uh, You know, The first one is in RSM. They're building out a second one at the time of this recording, depending on when you're listening to it. It may already be open. You'll have to check around for that. But the blind pig itself and the one specifically in RSM, for those that don't know, RSM is basically the entire reason that the Real Housewives of Orange County was created. If you've never been, you don't accidentally find yourself in RSM. You have to go there. It's, for the most part, very affluent. It's very secluded. There's no kind of direct route. Yes, there is a toll road that runs to the back of it, but even that, which is called the 241, you really have to kind of work to get to. It's it's kind of the Newport of the inland, is kind of some people like to say. Cota de Casa is back there, which is his own private community, which is not part of RSM, but a lot of people kind of rope them in together if they're talking about things locally. But there's not a lot there culinary-wise. There's a storage steakhouse that's been back there forever, but the vast majority of everything else that you're going to find 
aside from a couple mom and pop places, are going to be kind of those fast, casual, chainy, major corporate kind of brands. Blind Pig came in and out of nowhere, aside from having a really, really great kitchen program, they brought the craft cocktail program. Now, other people who have been on the show, friends of the show, have done time at Blind Pig, people like Ryan Altry, Rachel Keeney, and others. This is a place that has a really rich history of producing really kick-ass, beverage-inclined people. Josh is no different. So, and again, before we kind of continue to introduce him, I really want to stress how important of a place Blind Pig is. In my mind, it's one of the most important restaurants in Orange County. Now, I know that that is a big, bold, and divisive statement. Well, okay, sue me. It's what they did that's so impressive. You could have gone to RSM, you could have brought a vodka soda team and had a knockout time and been perfectly fine as a watering hole for locals who didn't want to have to go 35 minutes through five different sets of lights to go somewhere else. But they didn't. They came in with great ingredients, with flair. It was relaxed. It wasn't stuffy. It was accessible. It was fun. It was inventive. It still is. And that's where Josh comes in. Josh is young. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean it as an impressive way. When I discovered Josh Davey after he won the uh, Garrison Brothers competition down in Texas, I hadn't heard of him. Now I greatly have. I was able to meet him in person, excuse me, at the Irby's competition over at Poppy and Seed. Go back a handful of episodes. You'll be able to hear him talk about his cocktail on that. He didn't end up winning that one, but I tasted his drinks. I watched him work. The kid is damn impressive. And now he's helming that bar program at Blind Pig. So we sit down today and he was gracious enough to take the time on his day off when he was kind of in there doing some ordering and stuff like that to sit down and say kind of what his journey's been like and what is it like to be helming this program now and, you know, giving grace and due diligence and thanks to all those people that came before him and trained him up and took him under their wings, et cetera. So I hope that you'll enjoy this one. Um, it's just a fun one. I, it, there's no other kind of candid way to say it. This is a restaurant I adore and I want to stress that this is not a restaurant about Blind Pig itself. There's a lot of other great people that I need to have on the show and give the due diligence to for them to properly give the history and the respect that the restaurant itself deserves. But this is the story of Josh's journey and how somebody so young got thrust, not just into the position of working in this industry and being really freaking talented at it, but to be doing it at a place that I deem very, very special and important in the history of Orange County culinary and especially drinking and imbibing and cocktail culture. So I hope that you'll enjoy this one. This was a special one for me. I was fired up when Josh said yes. Um, short and sweet. I hope you enjoy it. Of the Blind Pig and Rancho Santa Margarita, this episode of the Best Seats Podcast, Josh Davey. Enjoy. Josh, thank you so much for opening up the Blind Pig on its day off to come over here and with, well, overcast, but still pretty Rancho Santa Margarita for a place that gets a little hot. If I'm going to make the way all the way down here to Far SM, as you call it, um, I couldn't ask for a better kind of host and, and better guest for today. But before I dive into the things that I want to talk about, would you mind introducing yourself and giving a little bit of your background before we kind of jump into the, the show proper? Yeah, my name is Josh Davey. I'm the lead bartender down here at the Blind Pig RSM. Been here for about two and a half years now and love every day. Um, so obviously we just kind of recently had you on the, the kind of mashup episode for the Irby's cocktail competition up in Poppy and Seed in Anaheim. That was obviously a very differently formatted episode. And, and that was kind of a, a rough introduction to get you on and a couple other people on the show, but I'm super, super excited to sit down today and chat. The blind pig is, I think a very, very important place for Orange County. You know, for anybody who doesn't know Rancho Santa Margarita is very kind of 
tucked behind the, the the wall of Orange County. It's you know neighborhood, a lot of families. Um, it's very affluent, depending on some of the neighborhoods that you get into. But there's not a lot back here. It's it's homes, it's backyards, it's maybe a couple of fast casual places. You know, there's really only a handful of restaurants, true kind of restaurants. You can count them on one hand for people to go out to. The Blind Pig has been here for years, and it's been holding down the fort not only with great food, but really, really great cocktails, doing things in an environment where you didn't need to be as progressive as you guys are. What does it mean to you to now kind of be taking the helm and, and kind of running and managing the bar here? I mean, I couldn't be more blessed to be given the opportunity from, you know, Sam and Tony uh, give me the the wand of, uh, you know, purchasing stuff and run the program down here. But no, I just really want to keep that, keep that esque that Ryan Autry had and keep everything local and have that craft cocktails, but make great cocktails. Cause at the end of the day, my favorite part of my job is impressing somebody with just a basic cocktail, like a daiquiri yeah. or just making fresh ingredients and quality ingredients and doing, you know, quality over quantity. And that's, uh, yeah, I mean, I just absolutely love it here and just want to make sure that it keeps, you know, the, the train going with cocktails and keeping RSM a, a mecca of cocktails for the blind pig because <laughs> there's nothing much down it, here, you know, it, so. Yeah, there's really not a lot. And, and I do mean it when it, it, it's a destination. I mean, if you don't live in RSM, there's no real fast way to get here. You got to go through street lights. You got to take your time. You know, you hit red lights all along the way. 15 minutes can turn into a half hour. So this is very much a quote unquote destination for people that aren't familiar with it. Before we kind of continue to talk about how you got into the bar program and, and kind of where the, the course and trajectory of the bar program is going, I want to talk about your background a little bit because you kind of just blew onto the scene, I think, in a lot of people's minds with the very deserved win of the Garrison Brothers bourbon competition, which took you all the way down to Texas, if I'm correct. I mean, that was a yeah, major, dude. major win. But I even, as, as familiar as I am with Blind Pig, all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, I don't know this person. I need to go meet this person and now subsequently get you on the show. How did you get to where you are now so quickly? I mean, you're, you're a young guy. You've cut your teeth quickly. But how did you get here? Uh, so my, I've been in the industry now for just over five years. Uh, I had my first job, restaurant job, um, down at Wood Ranch down the street from us. Um, my dad always told me we're actually having what got me into the industry was my dad and I were having a dinner over at Canyon, which is right next to Tudor Fresco and stuff. They're not there anymore. But he's like, you need to get, you know, in the restaurant. I'm like, no, you know, I'm having fun. You know, I just graduated high school, um, playing, you know, football at Saddleback or whatever. But he wasn't really like, oh, I don't want to really bus tables or do stuff. So I decided to apply to Wood Ranch, my buddy, and um, got hired there as a, as a busser. And then I was there for two years. Yeah, two years. And then um, quit there. Um, and then I came here April of 19, and uh, Ryan Autry uh, hired me. And uh, they, that's that's kind of where it took off. Like I thought I was never going to work here. I came with my buddy after we got back from vacation, and he's like, "Oh, I just applied here. I'm never going to work here," you know. And next week, you know, Ryan calls me. But yeah, so I just bar backed here for about a year, and then I trained all through during COVID. So Troy Green was my mentor with long other bartenders, but he was the main, I'd say, the main guy that trained me, and you know me through the ringer i guess um but yeah so i just learned everything for a year and he test after test after test and the rest is history like and then yeah he left and i, I can't really say much it kind of just fell in my lap with the opportunities and i just yeah I, I really don't know like it just kind of just fell upon me like to just start bartending well it's time for a little commercial yeah I don't know about you, 
but 2020 had me re-looking at how I live and the space that I live in. Spending so much time at home really had me reevaluating how certain things worked and didn't in my living space. One of the main things, as an avid home cook and an obvious supporter of restaurants, was gardening. Anybody who enjoys food at all will be able to tell you that something you've grown yourself will taste infinitely better than anything you can buy at a store. That's where Ashley Irene of Heirloom Potager comes in. Heirloom Potager designs, installs, and maintains seasonal culinary gardens for chefs and foodies in Orange County. They provide organic gardening methods and bespoke build-outs used to preserve the heirloom varietals that they'll provide for seeds. An approachable and exciting endeavor, no matter if you're a seasoned restaurateur or a stay-at-home chef. Owner Ashley Irene's experience, expertise, and enthusiasm is only matched by her professionalism. For more information on how you can set up a consultation to get your own culinary garden space set up, go to heirloompotager.com. That's heirloom, H-E-I-R-L-O-O-M, potager, P-O-T-A-G-E-R.com today. Once again, that's heirloompotager.com. If you listen to the best seats at all or read the content, then you know the motto, live well and often. But what does it mean? In layman's terms, it's trying to give you the best products, places, experiences, and more, so you can put a big smile on your face every single day. Amass Botanics is what I use on my back bar constantly if I need a cocktail or a quick pick-me-up. Any of their other botanical products, like candles, hand sanitizer, and more, also helps to set the mood. Now, I'm a big fan of everything that Amass does. I have been since day one when they launched their trademark gin, and everything they've done since then has been nothing short of excellent. Now you can get your hands on their products at a discounted rate by going to amass.com and using the discount code, the best seats 15, that's C-E-A-T-S, at checkout. Now it's limited one per customer, so make sure you load up. But trust me, you can't go wrong with anything they're doing. I stand by Amass 100%. They're one of my go-to brands for spirits needs or anything around the house. So again, Go to amass.com, that's A-M-A-S-S, and use the code thebestseats15 at checkout. Trust me, you will not be disappointed. Um, having kind of all the success that you do now with this, I mean, obviously kind of going so quickly and being like, oh man, you know, I didn't know I was going to do this. Now I'm doing this. You know, you train all through COVID and then you kind of bust out the gates and, and are really making a name for yourself in Orange County Cocktails quickly. You know, what is that? What does it feel like to kind of look down and be like, man, one moment I didn't even think that I would work in this industry, and now you're carving out a name for yourself very, very quickly, and, and I think very deservedly so. What does that feel like? Uh, you know, very, very humbling, I would say, you know, because putting, putting all the time in, you know, busting a bar back in for three years was definitely yeah, a, that's a uh, lot. Yeah, it was definitely um, very sometimes of, you know, do I really want to keep doing this? Because, you know, Troy, Ryan, from when he hired me, he said, Oh, you know, you could bartend here. Just it could be, you know, six months. It could be a year. It could be two years. It just depends on what happens with if people leave because there's only three spots here. Now there's four, but there used to only be three uh, bar spots. So, uh, you know, it's just super. I just say super just it makes me proud and like I can acknowledge like all the work I've put in. Uh, but I mean, I wouldn't get here without anybody, you know, give me the support like. You know, Rachel, my, she calls me her bar son, but my bar mom, Rachel Keeney, uh, thank you to her. And thank you again for having me on the show, by the way. This is super cool. Yeah, I'm, uh, just, I'm just happy to hear about what it's like to, to run a program like this. I mean, I should say that, again, for people that haven't been to Blind Pig, this is, I call it an important spot for a reason. You know, it's, this is an area that very, very easily 
you could get away as a restaurant with not doing very much. You know, there's not a lot of options for people in this area to go, um, but they do have money to spend. I mean, you know, you're talking you know, Quail Hill is right back here. Cota de Casa is sitting, you know, right behind us. I mean, these are some very, very affluent areas. You guys don't need to do the cocktails you're doing. You could get away with, you know, vodka soda and gin martinis. And yet you're doing it. You guys are, you know, we're recording this, you know, middle of October. This episode, depending on when people are listening to it, is airing beginning of November, give or take. You guys don't need to do, you know, pot still rum flips and classic fresh juice press daiquiris. I mean, why make it so hard? Why, why, and not hard, but why, and this speaks to kind of blind pig as a whole a little bit greater, but why stay with this path? And what does it mean to you kind of as a bartender now helming, you know, putting out these drinks in an area where, you know, you're really out here doing God's work, you know, serving, serving up some of these things. Yeah. So, uh, my biggest thing when I got the, the wand of the ordering and stuff was to just, like I've said before, just kind of keeping that motto that was instilled in me and, you know, to be, to work all the way from the bottom up coming through here, I've got to see every part of the restaurant. I've seen menu changes. I've seen, you know, different drinks. I've seen different food items, you know, different people come and go. Uh, but I've definitely one one thing that really hit me home was when Zach Carter's last day was here right before COVID hit. He actually left, so his last day was end of February of twenty. He went to San Francisco, and then two weeks later, COVID shut down, uh, which was crazy. Um, yeah. But but he told me on his last shift, and he was like, "Please take care of this bar," and um, that really that really hit it home because he knew I was kind of like the last because Troy left in August. So besides that, I mean, really, no one's been here, you know. Because Jason was opening our Belinda and Rachel wasn't here yet because that's not until August that summer. Yeah. But he knew that I was kind of the last guy to like, you know, keep keep the blind pig way. And that's just always hit home with me. Just, uh, you know, finding finding a passion. Definitely, you know, I've always been passionate having artwork, I would say. Uh, but this has been something that's been like taken out of me and like with the creativity side. And, you know, I, I'm a type of guy that gives you 110%, you know, whether it's, you know, me shaking a drink or just me writing an essay. You know, like I'm going to give something all or nothing. So when Zach said that to me, you know, and me asking, they were luckily enough to like, you know, answer my stupid questions like, what's in a daiquiri, you know, and, you know, how do you make simple syrup? And, but having them, their patience and their, you know, their support with me, that just, I just want to keep that thing going. So whether, you know, uh, the next bar back once a bar 10, I want to just pour that same passion and love into them so we can keep the, the tradition of the blind pig going. What are you doing nowadays to push your education and, and kind of keep learning and, and things like that. I mean, it, obviously, you know, your mentors that kind of got you to this point have, you know, kind of gone off on their own paths and, and gone in different directions in their lives. And, you know, obviously deservedly and respectfully. So where are you getting your inspiration and education from now to kind of keep pushing and, and keep managing uh, when you're not obviously having to come in on Mondays to do, you know, pokey podcasts and fill orders. Um, <laughs> what are you doing to kind of continue to push? I'm, I'm always reading, always doing research. I'm listening to your podcast. I listen to uh, Bartender at Large. I'm always asking questions, you know, always just, I'd say always researching. There's always, there's always more knowledge to learn. And that was the biggest thing for me during COVID. I homebrewed, uh, which was really fun. And I took a bar course uh, while training, you know, how to bartend. But uh, yeah, just always learning. And, you know, I always, I always come back to what my dad says is oh, less is more. So like having that mentality of, you know, like a beer, for example, every whiskey starts as a beer or like everything starts as a beer. So just knowing the basics and knowing like the classics and then, you know, that grows your knowledge from the next step or syrup, same thing. So know your basic syrups, you know, we had, a, I had a test here, like 10 syrups or whatever. And then, then you get new infusions and then you learn like those. So there's just 
I just realized that simple is best, but knowing those basics and having that foundation is probably the most important thing I've ever learned about being on, you know, bartending wise. Yeah. Like, there's no reason to have a nine ingredient cocktail, blow someone away to have a four or five ingredient, you know, drink. So definitely just keep learning and just, there's always every day, there's always something to learn. What is the crowd like? Um, and kind of what's the reception level to the drinks out here? I mean, blind, it, this is not a new restaurant. Blind Pig's been around for a while. You know, as I said, we've kind of spoken to the history and, and some of the names that have come through these doors uh, beforehand. And obviously, you know, and I do want to give credit where it's due to all of those people, you know, friend of the show, Ryan Autry, obviously did a lot of time here. You know, Rachel Keeney did time here, who's been on the show, but there's countless others that have kind of come through here. So I, I want to phrase this question in a way where it's respecting the past, but also kind of talking about the future um, and kind of what you've got going on now. Where do you see the trajectory of the bar program continuing to go? I mean, you guys have an amazing system here of just, you have a crowd that knows kind of what you're doing and what to expect. What excites you that's new to be able to introduce customers to or maybe kind of push them into a new direction? I mean, obviously, I'm a firm believer in kind of drinking whatever you want. So if somebody comes in and orders something, that's what they should be having. But the trajectory of the bar as it continues to grow now under your kind of watchful stead, where, where do you see that growing into? I, I see it only, you know, taking off even more. You know, I've coming from, you know, my palates also evolved for two of the past two and a half years because I never knew what cocktails were. All, all I did was, you know, drink beer or whatever, or like, you know, I didn't had no, no idea what a simple cocktail was or any cocktails, but as my palates change of what I've tried, uh, you know, we get a shift drink here, which is awesome because it gets us to experiment to what flavors go together, what doesn't work. Uh, but I, I'm seeing a major shift in like guests wanting to not only want a different cocktail because they're always asking when's the next cocktail or we have on our menu cocktail of the week and sometimes they don't have it. And they're like, well, you know, we had this amazing one last week. Like what's new, you know, is there anything new? What are you guys working on? But I, the biggest thing I've seen is, you know, people's palates changing. Like they're going away from, you know, not say die bar drink, but like, you know, a margarita on a gun or, you yeah. know, they, they want the fresh ingredients. Cause you know, it, I, to me, it's only worth $2 more to get a fresh quality cocktail over, you know, you can go to a bar down the street and they get, you know, over poured, you know, whiskey soda. And you're like, how'd you mess up a whiskey soda type thing? Uh, literally, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, but to just, uh, I'm just seeing a major excite, exciting crowd, you know, coming in, especially with this new menu. A lot of people are, you know, saying this new drink menu is great. And, you know, great. We have our great staff here and great bartenders here. So it's, it's, I see it, nothing but more, you know, go off from this. So, well, I mean, and again, while we're talking about drink menus, we obviously, as I said earlier, this is going to release, you know, early November, depending on when you're listening to it. Um, we're approaching the holiday season for drinks. Now I will drop all shame right now and say that I love holiday drinks. I fucking love eggnog. Okay. Love it. Love a flip. Love them. Love everything to do with them. I would drink them all year round, except they would kill me and put me in a coronary. Like my heart would stop basically. <laughs> um, but when we kind of approach holiday drinks, you know, what are some of those flavors that you look forward to this time of year? You know, Rancho Santa Margarita, it's hot during the summertime, but when it's cool, it's cool here. So you can actually get away with kind of the nice fall weather sweaters. You guys could really sit on, you know, you got the, the body of water right outside. There's a nice place to be. Do you look forward to the holidays for some of those drinks? I mean, obviously you've got flips and the whatnot. So it's a little more shaking on the bartender part, but what are the, some of the things that excite you about kind of this time of year drinks wise? Is uh, to be honest, is my favorite, uh, full, like drinks to mess, uh, mess with and make for sure, because I love all the spices and you get a lot of, you know, think about whiskey and like yeah. how brain it's all like by the fire, same thing. So, you know, a lot of whiskey flavors, you know, clove, cinnamon, you know, a little bit of like pepperness. Uh, yeah. So it, honestly, my favorite thing to make is, are these drinks actually. So I made my first drink last menu and that was like a follow fashioned 
And that kind of got me inspired. Oh my gosh, like, you know, this first kind of drink I've ever made. And uh, it's only gone on from there. Like just, we have, we have that flip on the menu. We got, you know, a coffee old fashioned. So a lot of, you know, coffee flavors and bourbon yeah. and stuff. And then uh, we have, you know, rosemary. That's a big uh, fall-esque type of spice. So we, um, not spice. Um, yeah, so then we have, you know, that, that turned into a beer cocktail. So yeah, IPA, all that citrus. So it's definitely my favorite, diff- favorite menu to work on. That's awesome. When you guys are going into developing these drinks for a menu switch like this, you know, wh- what's the R&D process like here at Blind Pig? I mean, about how far out are you guys looking into these menus? And, and I want to remove the cocktail of the week because that's a separate animal that I want to talk about in a little bit. But when you guys go into a menu change, what's the process like? Process for sure is going to be first, uh, Tony says, hey, like, wh- where are we at? You know, what do you guys think about changing the menu? We're going to see because we're seasonal, you know, yeah. California, we have special down here. We have two seasons we have spring summer and fall winter there's really no like other combos montana that you get you know 40 degrees and 50 and then you get 70 and then you know there's constantly changing but yeah so we had we had the last summer menu we dropped it in was it march march and then we just we just got rid of that like september so by august i'd say around august for fall menu and then probably by like january february we start working on for spring and summer um, that's kind of what it is. And then uh, after that, then, you know, we'll just start getting ideas together. We always start with a wireframe, learn that from Ryan, mm-hmm. um, learn that from Jason too, if you're Belinda, but always the wireframe. So we always want to hit that, you know, old fashioned riff, Manhattan riff, daiquiri riff, or rum refreshing, gin refreshing. The, the I know the, some people are going to hear wireframe and immediately they're going to be like, oh yeah, no, I know what that is. But for anybody who's listening who doesn't understand, or, or maybe they just don't work in a program like that, or they're just not industry, they're just listening to it as a fan. Can you explain what the wireframe concept is? Yeah, so we always want to hit, uh, you know, the classic cocktails. So always want to have, you know, 12 drinks. We always try to hit like 12 or 15. Always we're going to have like 15 or 16 and narrow it down to 12 once we figure out, you know, some, what drinks work. Some drinks don't work. Like, you know, we were working on one for a while. I was trying to do a fig, a fig drink for this menu, but it just was not working. So, of course, we always have like, you know, a couple extra on some, some popular ones we want to hit home. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so we always want to have 12 drinks that, you know, have, I was saying, the, you know, the rum refreshing or like a, you know, a gimlet riff or a daiquiri riff or an old-fashioned. So they're always the same thing. So have, a, you know, old-fashioned and have a bitter sugar and bourbon. So do something similar with that, but a little, your, your twist and, you know, the blind pig, yeah. the blind pig way. That's kind of what the wireframe is, if that's what you're looking for, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So you guys do the wireframe, and then you kind of all get together. Does it, but everybody just kind of brings in three, four drinks that they've been working on and, and what is the next step of the process from there? Yeah, so all honestly, like with Jason, when I was working with Jason last menu, I kind of just said like, oh, why don't we get like a, a peach smash or whatever? So we'll have our ideas. So we'll all work like you get these four drinks, I'll get these four drinks or three drinks, whatever, divide it up. And then honestly, like it kind of goes off on a little like, oh, like this must be a peach bourbon smash, but oh, it's going to be our vodka refreshing for last menu. Yeah. Or, you know, like I was trying to do this... Uh, trying to do this uh, margarita riff, but it would taste too much like a Paloma. So then, you know, Kavon on this menu was like, oh, let's just do this twist on it with like make our own tincture and do that. And then that's our margarita. So it's always like we all get together, think about something, and then we all kind of like, oh, let's try this out. And then, oh, I like that. So it's kind of like how it starts out with. And then once we, you know, start getting that down and what we want, then we start messing with the, the recipes. But, you know, thankfully for me is with Ryan and what was left here before me, I have so many like things to like work off of. So, okay, if I want to do... This drink, I like this flavor. I kind of like use as reference case. So this, these ingredients put together, let's try this. Or, oh, like, let's make this syrup again that we have. And that was amazing. And then kind of, you know, go into our own thing. Yeah. Or like this menu, a lot of our syrups we did make for the first time. So it just, but definitely I use a lot of 
you know, research, but more of what cocktails were before here to see kind of what, because I'm super new to this. So mm-hmm. like, been only doing this for a year and a couple months. So I'm still trying to learn what goes together with what. And like, oh, I had no idea that this ingredient goes together with this flavor profile. And then I'm always asking my chef, um, uh, my executive chef, Carl, and my executive chef, uh, Jerry, always questions about what flavor profiles go together. So I'd say once we get that 12 or 15 drinks down, then we kind of like do research and then come together and then it just takes off from there. So, Is there ever any hesitation to use an ingredient or maybe a drink style or anything like that based on the clientele? Like, hey, we would love to try, we, I want to serve this, but I don't think that our clients or kind of the customers are, are going to be open to that. Maybe that drink's not going to sell. Or do you guys still push a menu item like that just in the hopes of maybe, even if you just educate that one person, you know, it could be like a chartreuse swizzle or something like that. My they're favorite like, cocktail. Yeah, so good. An amazing cocktail. <laughs> they're like, I don't know what that is. And maybe they're hesitant to buy it. Or do you guys still push? And do you, do you try to put those drinks on there if you have them that are like, hey, you may not know this, but trust us, you will enjoy it? Yeah. So I'd say, I'd say there's only quite a few people that like more bitter, bitter cocktails. That's like mm-hmm. a Negroni. Uh, but we always kept, try, like, we do more refreshing, like shake and refreshing drinks in the summer. And this one, we have a lot more. We have like six big and moozy, I'd say big and moozy cocktails on this menu. Uh, some stirred, some shaking, like the flip I was saying. Mm-hmm. It's two and a half ounces of alcohol and, you know, super tasty and boozy. Uh, but yeah, I'd say Negronis, I would say, are definitely something we're kind of hesitant on. Um, or like Boulevardiers or something. Uh, but this menu, we did a uh, we did a rum, co- toasted coconut gin, and cacao campari Negroni. So it's a little more approachable. So Sounds if someone's awesome, on the yeah. menu, it's, you know, it says rum, toasted coconut. So it's a lot more like that coconut spice flavor. So when I've heard feedback from that cocktail, like, oh, it's less bitter than a Negroni. It's a little like different. So I'd say we don't want to stay away from those, but like, of course, some, some menus will have those drinks, but, and then on, I forgot to mention on the wireframe, we'll have like a wild card. So we'll have this random cocktail. Like last, last menu we had um, a mustard drink. So it was like, you know, tomato gin, uh, Geneva, so super malty, yeah. and then uh, a little bit of saline in there, and then um, some Dijon mustard syrup, like honey mustard syrup. And people were like, "What is what is this? Like, just try it." Yeah. And then, but there's some people that will always get their. I mean, we have 12 cocktails, but always someone get three old fashions a night or household fashion. So it's just trying to find that balance between what drinks we like want to have, but always have a couple wild card, you know, on there that. I'm like, still, I'm still just now trying to process what a mustard cocktail would taste like. And then now all I want is a hot dog. That's exactly. So that, yeah. the inspiration that we get from <laughs> is food too. So yeah. Jason, if you're Belinda, he was like, let's put a hot dog cocktail on there. And so he kind of put that together. So literally put cracked pepper on the garnish and gin. And it was, it was honestly so good. It's called Colonel Mustard. That's awesome. It was super tasty. Yeah. Oh my God. I love that. But that's, that's kind of our philosophy. So push somebody uh, to get something kind of what you asked. I asked, like, I call it like the, the foundation question. So yeah. Uh, make me a drink. Okay, what type of style of drinks do you like? You know, brown bitter. You like shake and refreshing. Okay, what spirit do you like? Gin, vodka, rum, bourbon, brandy. And then, okay, you want that like shake and refreshing. And then, do you want something more tart or more like on crushed ice? So there's always like a thing. And then, okay, this cocktail could be perfect for you. And then, if they're sold, they'll get it. If not, they'll just get their vodka soda type thing. I mean, the way that we're describing, and it's specifically on this menu, because in the fall time, you do get a lot of those kind of more big and boozy, stirred, you know, seasonal old fashions, things like that, because those flavors lend themselves to the holiday, like you said. This is not just a whiskey bar. I mean, I want to talk about the plethora of tiki mugs that are over my left shoulder, several of which I really, really, really want to take home and raise them (laughs) as my own. But 
you guys do have a big tiki branch here. I mean, your your Tuesday events, the tiki and tacos and yeah, where, t- where, yeah, yeah, tiki taco Tuesday, yeah, tiki yeah. taco Tuesday, which say that top five times fast. <laughs> I, it's one thing to learn drinks. Tiki is an entirely different animal in a lot of respects because you're working with some of those more esoteric flavors. You're working with products that are harder to get. You know, like falernum is something that a lot of people, it's a head scratcher for them. And that's just scratching the surface. The rubs too are a disaster right now. They're just wild. So for you also, not just coming in, not just learning these drinks, not just learning the history of what the blind pig is and its importance to the cocktail community. Now you also got to come up with tiki stuff as well. What's it like diving into at least scratching the surface of the tiki world and, and kind of getting into that a little bit? It's it's honestly like it's astonishing because I I've I've got Smothers, Smuggler's Cove and yep. I opened like the first two pages I'm like this is insane. There's like seven eight t- eight ten ingredients in there. And that's why I wanted to ask about it because yeah. in the beginning you're like you don't need a nine ingredient cocktail and I'm looking up there I'm like that's a zombie well, that, glass right there. You know, yeah, those are the best though because we have the brain. <laughs> that's my favorite. That's my favorite tiki of all time. Yep. Uh, but I I'm just starting to get in a rum. Uh, I'm still learning. You know what like I was saying. You know what goes together with what. That's kind of. I just still try to get as much education in that. So I definitely Smothers Cove is the next book I'm going to read. Uh, but yeah, Tiki, we're, we're definitely known for, um, for our Tiki, some of our Tiki drinks here. And then also my regulars, Mike and Brian, they're huge Tiki, Tiki heads. So they come in, they're like, make me something you've never made before. And, you know, I've known them since my first shift here as a, as a barback. But they've always, even when I was watching them as a busser with, you know, Troy and Zach, they're always, you know, trying these extravagant cocktails. And then I, the best thing is they give me feedback on, stuff because they know a lot more than me you know with they've been drinking for you know i don't know how many years you know they're coming in every week they go to tiki bars in palm springs and go on trips to mexico and yeah like they are they are spirit connoisseurs like they have a great back bar at their house and uh so i'm always learning from them too because they're kind of te- they're like my teacher for tiki so i really haven't uh dive diving in yet but that's definitely on my next list is to to get in there but yeah we're i i love our tiki program and you know we always have a a great back bar of rum. Uh, it's very well balanced between, you know, having Jamaican rums, OFTD to mm-hmm. 151s to, you know, Cachaca and a bunch of other spirits. So it's, it's really fun to, you know, work with, especially with my regulars that are always like making me learn about drinks and yeah. tiki stuff. So it's super cool. Well, that's always such a dangerous question. Make me something you've never made before. Well, yeah, Come but on, in, man, it's Saturday. In, in a way, Just order like, a daiquiri. No, like I know, I know what they <laughs> like. So like, I, I know like their flavor profile and stuff. So I kind of like know, you know, what they are expecting, but it's super cool because they give me the, like kind of like the power to make something and really come up with and actually a couple of their drinks are their favorites. And I was like, I had no idea that this went together. Cause like, Oh, we'll try this rum and that together. Or like, try that. And yeah. Like, okay. And then it, I turned out, I was like, damn, like, this Oh is, my God, that worked. This is actually really good. Like so, mustard in a cocktail. Who knew? Exactly. Yeah. Um, the cocktail of the week. Yeah. That is a different animal, obviously off the menu. You're changing that each and every week. Um, if we try, I mean, sometimes we call it cock of the month, but, yeah. but sometimes that month turns into we just sold out of this in a week, so we keep it on for a month. That's kind of our... What's the? I was going to say, what's the ethos behind it? I mean, what's the, the... Just to try something new, maybe you guys are experimenting. I mean, it's a, it's a... From the poor cost perspective and things like that, it's at least a little bit of an easier way than having something that you got to batch out for menus for, you know, however many months you're going to have something mm-hmm. on there. Is it just like a nice way to kind of, hey, you know, we have this right now or a rep dropped off this bottle, we're just going to play with it and kind of see what happens. What, what's kind of the, the belief system behind the cocktail yeah. of the week? Definitely, definitely what you're just saying about like if a rep dropped off a bottle and a sample and uh, we'll, you know, R&D with it. But like I was saying earlier, like a lot of guests are asking for that. Like we didn't have one. We, we had one on called, uh, what was that? It was one with the Silver Ray rum. Oh, it's only 10 my talk. It's good. It'll come back to me. But, um, but yeah, so I mean, that was, that was a great drink. We sold out of it in five days, and it was a kiwi lime toasted coconut Ray Nephew daiquiri. 
That sounds awesome. Yeah, it was yeah. amazing. And uh, but yeah, so that's the thing is these people are like, what's a cocktail weekend? They're like so adventurous out here to try. That's what I'm saying. Like people are so adventurous out here to try new things because I think they have that trust in us that we kind of know what we're doing back here. And uh, you know, definitely the past eight years has been open has been known for you know drinks and RSM. Yeah. But definitely, uh, definitely cocktails of the week or the month that helps us try to R and D. So if that worked, like one of our drinks in this menu that was a summer hit. So we were like, well, it's fall flavors. Let's kind of tweak it and kind of, you know, we already have the recipe for it. So see what could be better worked on. And then we got the recipe and that's it. So it's, it seems like it's the time up front, but it saves us a much time, you know, much time in the back end of yeah, yeah, yeah. menus, makings and stuff. So, and like I said, for me, it helps me learn so many new things. So if you have a great cocktail of the week, you can basically kind of bookmark that recipe and be like, exactly. Hey, that worked. Let's save that one for when these ingredients are really in season or something else. Yeah. I learned yeah. that. I learned that from Eric Castro and his podcast. Cause he does the same thing. Yep. They do, uh, they do seasonal menus too, but he said that they'll like make five drinks for that week or that month and they'll see how they sell. And if they do well, that's on the next menu. Yeah. So, and plus people that had the cocktail, if it's on the next menu, they're like, I had it before, it was amazing, I'm gonna get it again. So. The, we're not, and I can't believe I'm still freaking saying this in October of 2021, but we are not finished with COVID yet. We're still, you know, 19 months or something like that of this damn thing. For somebody that when we went into lockdown, you went kind of home, you were self-training, you were teaching yourself all these different things, then to kind of come back and all of a sudden, hey, good luck, the bar's yours. I mean, that's a, that's a wild timeline. That's not a timeline that you generally see in this industry. What does the future for you look like? What do the next two years kind of look like for you? And, and what do they look like for the pig? Uh, I, I feel nothing but excitement. Um, you know, I, I did get thrown in here, but it was very like a well-controlled throw in, uh, in a way, you know, like we were doing to-go cocktails and I was so blessed, you know, there was only three of us working in the whole, out of the whole entire restaurant staff that I've known that I worked with before COVID, it was Troy, Danny, and myself. So they kind of like, they threw me in the fire in a week. So like, hey, you're doing the to-go cocktails today. And I'm like, I have no idea. Like, okay, we're here, you know? Yeah. So it was a very controlled, you know, you know, he left in August and then, you know, Rachel, I think she left in January. So it was kind of like a controlled, like they did throw me in because then we needed someone to bartend, you know, I was working Sundays by myself with mm -hmm. one server and a manager, you know, but I'd say it's very controlled, but I, I feel like nothing but excitement, you know, in the next two or three years. And this whole thing with Garrison is... Shout out to them. Thank you so much for changing my life. Literally, not just with the money, but the opportunities. I'm talking to you. I've never met you before. You know, I'm, you know, just so many things have happened in the past three months and events I've gone to that I would never think I would, that would ever happen in my entire life, yeah. literally. So, I mean, like three, two years ago, I was going to, like trying to get nursing school and I was EMT licensed and, you know, playing football. And now it's like, oh my gosh, this is like my career path. So, well, I mean, clearly the, the success is there. I mean, you, you, you've gotten where you're at for a reason is, you know, the long running joke of bartenders, if mm -hmm. you sit down, you ask a bartender, oh, so, so what do you do for a real job? This is my real job. Yeah. This is a real job. This yeah. is a career. And this is one that you can make a livelihood off of. And for some people, a very good one. There's a lot of branches that can come out of this career. You know, a lot of people move into you know, working for a brand or something like that. Do you see yourself going back to, you know, EMT or nursing school or, or is this kind of the trajectory of, of where your life is going right now? I have yet to, uh, I've, th I've thought about it. You know, I've talked to my parents and stuff, but uh, definitely could go back to school. That's always the thing that my parents have been telling me. They're like, you know, school's all, school will always be there. You yeah. know, and it's not like I'm not like, not like educated with that subject because I did study it for three years or four years. But like, I could go back to school. I just need to just, you know, leave here or whatever. But, uh, you know, I could, I could see it. But in the meantime, like, I'm definitely embracing this. I mean, this is my passion or nursing is my passion. Like, there's really no like, 
I'd love to do both, but like right now, I think the best thing for me would be to be what I'm doing right now. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I don't know. I'm just kind of riding the wave of having fun. And that's what uh, I've always heard is just to have fun. And Good. that's what I've lived by. Like when Ryan told me that it's been the best thing he's ever said, because it's like, dude, just have fun. That's and, awesome. Yeah. And literally it's like, I'm just embracing it and having fun and, and I'm loving every second of it. So it's. I, I do have one more question about the business itself, because this is a topical issue, um, mainly a couple of weeks ago, because I know that there was legislation signed into place that will extend to go cocktails through, I want to say 2026. Um, anybody can write in if I'm wrong on that, but I want to say that that's correct. Um, from the business side of things, you mentioned earlier that you, you know, hey, you're doing to go cocktails today. Great. Is that something that you guys are still seeing? Are you still moving them? Are you doing them? Are you doing to go cocktails or yeah, what, I mean, what's that aspect of the business not as, like? Not as much as when we opened up. So I'd say, you know, right when we opened up as a restaurant, like at half capacity or a quarter capacity, it was yeah. just constant to go cocktails. That's, that was a big thing. I rarely get some, um, but I'd say not that many during the week. I'd say I've only probably made like maybe one a week myself or seen something go out. Yeah. But nothing like it used to be where it was like, we, you know, but we bought these, I call it the adult Capri sun bags. Like these yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Yep. And we were going through those like, crazy and then now it's like we're still sitting on like three or four stacks because no one's really buying anymore but like they just come in because i think people are just enjoying sitting down again at mm -hmm. a bar so i don't see many people you know come in and get them but i i could definitely see i mean that's a huge help for sales for sure for yeah. business side i mean being able to do that for the next like four year five years is that's insane so anybody who's listening get to go cocktails after you're done and you've closed out your tab get a to go cocktail okay get a roadie it's worth it yeah they're fun <laughs> <laughs> Well, dude, this has been a lot of fun. I am, I am super happy to have met you and, and to kind of see the path that you're going on. And I think that Orange County is very, very lucky to have you. And we've always been lucky to have the pig. Um, I, I get a lot of mixed. The number one question that I get with my life is, hey, well, where do you go? Well, who's got the best of this? I'm like, well, have you been in the blind pig? Because if you haven't, you need to check it out because it's awesome. And it's been awesome. And it's been doing kick-ass stuff for years. So I know it's a hike, but make the hike. To Far SM. Uh, yeah, to Far SM. Um, if people wanted to reach out, if they wanted to find you on social media and kind of touch base or, you know, check out the Blind Pig or things like that for social media and websites, where can uh, people go to do that? Definitely first thing would be to check out the, Bl the Blind Pig OC. That's our Instagram handle or go on our website, theblindpigoc.com. Uh, we're open Tuesday through Sunday, Saturday, Sunday morning for lunch and for football on Sunday. You can find uh, me on Instagram at uh, Josh underscore underscore Davey, D-A-V-E-Y. And yeah, you can find me there. I'm on there and reach out to me, DM me. And we should mention that there is a sister location uh, in Yorba Linda also. So depending on where people live in South County, there is a blind pig over in Yorba Linda, which you should check out, which is, I cannot believe this coming up, what, just on two years, I think today? Today, yeah. yeah. Today's the company, uh, company to your party. Yeah. It's insane. So congratulations to the Yorba Linda team. I know that that was a big one to get off the ground. But yeah, if you can't make it out to Far SM, um, even though you should definitely check out the Your Belinda one. Well, brother, this has been a lot of fun. I'm super excited to kind of watch you continue to grow. And, and obviously, it's good to know that the blind pig is in good hands. Um, this is an important one. And I can't wait to see what the future brings for you, man. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And yeah, come, come visit. I definitely want to make you a drink sometime. And well, we're not closed today. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, we got we got the new menu. So guys, come on out and uh, try some new drinks. Awesome. I appreciate it, brother. Thanks again. Thank you. Thank you, Josh. Thank you to the team at Blind Pig for making the restaurant that you did. Again, my goal is to eventually have a lot more members um, of the Blind Pig on the show, whether they're former or still current ownership, et cetera. So um, if we haven't connected on that yet, depending on when you're listening to the podcast, 
I will be, will be, I promise, 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 putting that on the books and giving that restaurant the due diligence that it deserves. But thank you to Josh for taking the time. Um, I love this kid. He's super talented. I can't wait to see what he does. And for him to be holding down the fort at an icon like this place is very, very impressive. I hope that you will make the dr- the drive out. To, I almost said the drink. Well, don't do that. Don't drink and drive, but definitely go get the drink. Have somebody else drive and then go do that or drive yourself and watch somebody drink. Either way, be safe and don't overdrink. That being said, get out there and enjoy it. Get a look at what they're doing out there. Go for their Tiki Taco night. All of it is really good. Say hi to Josh. Have him make you a drink and enjoy the hell out of it. Thank you to the advertisers for the show. Cannot do this without you. And thank you to everybody that does support over on Patreon. I absolutely could not do this without you. October was the biggest Patreon month to date. More advertisers are reaching out. More people are signing up. Do not miss out. There is so much great content and even more to come. In the meantime, thank you for listening. Turn this off. Hit pause. Go get yourself a cocktail. I'll see you soon. Take care. The Best Seats Podcast is an original production of The Best Seats. It is written, edited, produced, and owned by myself, Crawford McCarthy, founder and principal of The Best Seats. It's based in Orange County, California. It is subsidized through generous monthly donations at patreon.com forward slash the best seats. The following are the names of those who subscribed at the highest monthly tier, aka norm status, and allow me to continue producing this show each and every month. As a thank you for their continued support, here are the names. Cheryl McCarthy, Serena Warino, George Pavlov, Eric Lutz, Pizza Guy 92, Paige Reardon, Loco Lipo, Tim Falk, Orito No Rito, Sarah Hines, Jay Baker, Tim Swine. Thank you for your support.